This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is our 88 Films Slasher Classics Collection, disc number 8. I'm your host Duncan McLeish, welcome to the show. That's right, we're closing in on disc number 10, a milestone for this series. A series which, let's be honest with you, a collection thus far which has been wholly disappointing. Um, And, I mean, part of that might just be my general... Not lack of interest on slashers, but just I didn't grow up with a lot of these movies, so maybe they just don't resonate with me the way they resonate with other people. But I found the collection thus far a bit of a slog. In contrast to something like the Italian collection, which has been pretty much a universal joy for me to get through, this one really has been quite trying, so there's a lot of uh, expectation in this one because the pedigree and the people involved with it are of a higher calibre. So we will be discussing Dead of Winter as our movie on this episode. Now, before we get to that, this is the final episode of a six-episode week. Thank you very much for allowing me to be part of your week, and hopefully you've enjoyed the content and the culmination, the finale of our 10 Tales of Woe season. A season which I really genuinely did enjoy doing. So we are going to try and bring back one of them later on in the year, looking at some Jali. And uh, yeah, flung it out to you. If you have suggestions for um, themes for the Ten Tales series moving forward, then let us know on the Facebook group page, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash cast. Right, I want to bounce right through this fucking episode, ladies and gents. Um, I want to keep this one nice and relatively short. I do have things to say about it. Most of them quite positive, believe it or not, but there isn't a whole hell of a lot I can delve into. There's not a lot of meat on the bones of this particular movie so let's just get into it i'm going to take a very short break you're going to hear promos for shows that i love you're going to hear the trailer for dead of winter when we come back we're discussing that movie right after this hey feeling down feeling low not enough podcasts about movies in your life why not try they must be destroyed on sight the new podcast cure-all sure to get you right with the world and on a path to better living We have exploitation, we have Italian horror, we have zombies, we have slashers, we have crime films, we have spaghetti westerns, we even have sci-fi and sex comedies. So take a dose of... They must be destroyed on sight! As needed, and let the hosts, Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, Paul Romali, and the odd guest host, Cure What Ails Ya. Warning, may cause atrophy, African consumption, black fever, bone shave, chin puff, colic, cramp colic, Dropsy of the brain, elephantitis, grocer's itch, jaundice, mania, miasma, mortification, palsy, pox disease, rheumatism, scurvy, St. Anthony's fire, summer complaint, and worm fit in some people. Consult a physician before listening. Beautiful. Storm, the pine trees. It's like a dream. 
You are going to have to be perfect. Your face, your hair, everything has to be just right. I think Dr. Lewis likes you. Well, thanks. He doesn't like everyone, you know. I was all alone out there. Where the hell were you? She is alive. Our game continues. What are you doing to me? We are not doing anything to you, dear. All my ID is missing from my wallet. Perhaps you forgot them in New York. I saw my driver's license in the fireplace. You think we burn your driver's license? I don't think anything. I saw it. <gasps> what else haven't you told me? <gasps> Miss McGovern. <gasps> Miss McGovern. <gasps> Dr. Lewis is looking for you. She's a patient of mine. He's lying. Don't believe him. He's crazy. They're trying to kill me. You've got to get me out of here. You can't believe him. Welcome back. So you've just had the trailer for Dead of Winter. It's disc number eight of the Slasher Classics collection from 88 Films. Let's take a look at what it says on their website. It says, Helmed by the legendary Arthur Penn of Bonnie and Clyde and Little Big Man fame and starring Academy Award winner Mary Steenburgen of Melvin and Howard, Dead of Winter is a seasonal suspense par excellence, loosely inspired by 1945's classic My Name is Julia Ross. This 80s update presents Steenburgen as an aspiring actress who's lured out to a country retreat in Canada in ice-cold weather to audition for a well-paid dream job. Unfortunately for her, though, a sinister plan is being unravelled around her, which will culminate in entrapment, torment, torture and blood-curdling revelation. Co-featuring Roddy McDowell of Planet of the Apes, Dead of Winter is a masterful mix of backwoods malevolence, mistaken identity and heightened horror film tension. Now available with a worldwide HD debut, there is little denying that Dead of Winter is one of the highlights of the entire 88 Films Slasher Classics catalogue. The special features in this one are sparse to say the least. We have a 88 Films trailer reel, a stills gallery and a reversible sleeve with the alternative American poster artwork. The technical specs for the Blu-ray are region locked to B, picture format is HD 1080p 1.851, audio format LPCM stereo uh, and the movie is about an hour and 40 minutes long. So there we go. Um, so, the what did I think of Dead of Winter? I actually really enjoyed this movie. I really enjoyed this movie, but I do have a couple of bones to pick it at. Um, the first kind of big bone, let's get... The first kind of big bone. Ooh, our missies. Uh, the first kind of bone of contention, so to speak, is that I really have to kind of push back on this 
classification of slasher. And I don't want to be one of these guys. I don't want to be the guy who's like, well, technically it's not a slasher movie. You know, I don't want to be that dude, but this is not a slasher movie. It couldn't be any less a slasher movie if it fucking tried. If anything, actually owes more to the kind of weird, campy, suspense horror movies of the 70s than it does necessarily of anything in the 80s. In fact, this I was actually surprised to find that this came out in 87 because it is so weirdly out of time. It's like, and it feels like it's in completely the wrong decade. And that's no slight against the movie. I do fucking love 70s horror. And to be honest with you, I did really like this movie. It's just the idea of what we are now classifying as a slasher and why it's made its way in here. I could understand that V8 Films as a label only had a slasher's classic collection and an Italian collection and nothing in between but they do put out just movies on their labels so why does this one not qualify for just a standard release of a you know a classic movie why is it being lumped in here I mean the tenuous link is well it involves a bit of stabby stabby action with a knife but if that's what qualifies or quantifies the movie being classified as a slasher movie well there should be a lot more movies in here that the label itself has put out. So it kind of confused me a little bit. I, I, I'll be honest with you, it's the sour taste I walked away with in this movie. The second thing, and the only kind of negative aspect that I had about the movie is I think its runtime is a bit long. And that's it. And not now, like, oh my God, where will this movie end? Make it stop. Sort of attitude. Just, it felt an hour and 40 minutes. Where, you know, I think you could probably chopped it a little bit here, a little bit there, maybe snipped it 10 minutes. This movie could run comfortably as a succinct hour and a half. And with that though, I really dug this one. We have a, a woman who is kind of doing the old uh, cycle style, run away with some money at the beginning and she she is she's murdered. And then this uh, weird kind of, is he a psychiatrist? Is he not a psychiatrist? And his, um, <laughs> his uh, incredibly camp, over-the-top butler manservant guy, played by Roddy McDell, who is amazing in this movie, um, hire this kind of actress who's a bit down on her luck to play a particular role, which they're paying her handsomely for, but it turns out it's actually some part of a weird, sinister, power play game that has been going on for quite some time. And when she starts to misbehave, they start to uh, get down to a bit, of the, a bit of the torture on her, start removing some limbs, start playing some psychological games. And uh, yeah, our, our main our main uh, kind of hero here, played by Mary Steenburgen, who is also great in this movie, uh, is, in fact, great in this movie in several roles, is kind of at their, at, their, um, at their whim and trying to survive. The big things that work for this movie mostly are the setting, to be honest with you. It's in this kind of grand kind of mansion sort of house off the grid in Canada, um, which I think in itself allows you... I like single set locations at times, and when you think of 
the, the the movie actually made me most reminiscent of in terms of the the structure that they're in themselves and how the story unfolds and it's something along the lines of Black Christmas this idea of being well they're in a kind of sorority mansion but in the case of this one this psychiatrist making this little independent movie so to speak and hiring this actress who he believes is perfect for the role because he can chop her hair, dye it and she looks very similar to the woman they killed at the beginning kind of works for him but the set itself being in there with all these different rooms that she does have access to and doesn't these secret passages between the walls uh, mirrors which are two way that you can actually see from the one side and you know almost give entrance to conduct your malicious and vile tortures on on a on our, our, our main character here, I think works really well for it. I think the score as well is kind of cool. It's got a kind of older feel, once again, less 80s, more kind of 70s. And the movie itself reeks of that kind of late 70s sort of more thriller, less horror sort of stature of movie. And I think, once again, that works really, really well. I think it's very campy. I mean, there's not a lot of the malicious violence here. Even the the, the deaths that we see in the, see in the movie are relatively tame, even by '87 standards. And once again, even by the slasher series that we have here, this collection, this is probably the most tame movie we have done yet. But on some level, there is something kind of malicious and evil at play here at its core this idea of going to sleep and waking up and missing a finger that someone has just chopped off crudely the interactions between the psychiatrist himself and Ronnie McDowell are brilliant there's this kind of on one level in front of some people's this very serious well to do very concerned sort of manner but when left to their own devices this gleeful campy sort of malevolence that swings over them and those are powerhouse performances in here and they work very very well so I, I love that aspect about the movie as well. Towards the end, I mean, it does drag its feet. We get the we get a kind of reveal of some description, which I won't spoil here because I genuinely quite enjoyed the the, the kind of final reveal at the end. But the the whole build up to the rescue um, of the main character does kind of feel a bit long in the tooth. They really kind of stretch that out. Whilst in the seventies, that sort of pacing of a movie was handled a bit better, and it would work. And you could have longer movies, and people would sit through them. By eighty standards, this kind of feels like a bit longer than it should be, and and you know primed for some trimming, so to speak. Um, I don't really have much more to say because there isn't, like I said, a lot of stuff to kind of. To lean into here, I think it is a very well crafted, very well acted movie. I think it's a bit long in places. I don't think it's nearly as violent or grim as I was expecting it to be from the descriptions of 88 films or even from the poster artwork. I was expecting something a bit more evil. If anything, it shares some like weird sort of campy DNA with a movie like Tourist Trap than it would with something like Graduation Day. Um, but overall, I mean, it's probably the high watermark thus far of the movies that are out in this label in terms of direction, score, composition and acting. I mean, it's it's far and away the best constructed one. It's just not a slasher movie. So I don't understand. I don't want to lean back into this, but it, it, this confuses me. It'd be like putting, it'd be like putting something like fucking... What would it be like putting... <laughs> Try to think of an analogy here that doesn't work. It'd be like putting pieces in the Italian collection. 
It's not an Italian movie, you know what I mean? I don't understand why this is a slasher movie. I don't understand why someone would shove it in the slasher collection. I am glad, though, that I do own it, and you could say that I probably wouldn't have bought this one had it not been in the slasher collection to begin with, so I shouldn't fight back too hard. But in terms of grade, it's a four. It's a four for me. I really, really enjoyed this one. really liked it quite a bit. Um, it's a movie that I probably will revisit down. I think this would double bill quite well with some other movies, but I'd probably fling this on earlier in this the screening double bill lineup because you know it just runs a bit longer than it necessarily should do. But yeah, I like this one. Um, <laughs> surprise, surprise. It's just not a slasher movie. Four out of five. Right, so I'm going to take a final break just now. When I come back, I'm closing up the show and I'm doing it right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been our 88 film Slasher Classics collection, looking at this number eight, Dead of Winter. I really enjoyed that movie. So we're we're kind of back on high ground again. Uh, and we'll see what we'll be tackling in two weeks' time as we will be facing down number nine in the collection, which is a movie called X-Ray. According to the 88 Films website, it says the following. Few of the slasher flicks from the genre's golden age can match X-Ray's gloriously gory mix of masked maniac menace and intestinal opening extravagance. This medical nightmare has the iconic playboy pin-up Barbara Benton attending an appointment at the most horrendous hospital imaginable. Perhaps a damning indictment of the American Health Service, our beautiful brunette is not permitted to leave her ward, subjected to a series of body inspections and blood tests and stopped from corridor to corridor by a strange weapon-wielding psychopath. Expertly directed by Boaz Davidson, producer of the Expendables series, and originally released by the notorious Schlockmeisters at Canon Films, X-Ray remains one of the most demented slice-and-dice epics ever unleashed. I've not watched this one before, so I'm kind of looking forward to it. It's got me on board, and a Playboy ain't nothing to sniff at. Um, The special features on the disc, brand new interview with director Boz Davidson, brand new interview with cinematographer Nicholas Josef von Sternberg, Brand new audio commentary with Justin Kerswell, author of The Teenage Wasteland, and Callum Waddle, director of Slice and Dice, the slasher film forever. 88 Films Trailer Reel, a reversible sleeve with the alternate American poster artwork. This is region locked to B. Picture format is HD 1080p 1851, LPCM stereo for the audio format, and it's an hour and 40 minutes-ish. Well, an hour and a half, actually. That sounds a bit better. Back to an hour and a half. Makes me happy. I love the the tagline on the poster I worked here, which is, The checkup has become a nightmare. Okay, you have nothing to fear until they operate. My God, it's got a double, a double one. Plus the artwork for this one's kind of bitching. So, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I like canon movies. I grew up in the 80s. Uh, you kind of know what you get with them. We'll see if this one uh, can keep me happy. We'll wait and see. There's a multitude of ways to check out podcasts under the stairs. As always, I say check us out on Apple Podcasts. Come across, subscribe to the feed. That way you get the shows as and when they drop. Leave us a rating and a review. It's the best way to support us on that platform. You can also check us out at Stitcher, Smart Radio, SoundCloud, Google Play, TuneIn and Spotify. 
If you want to throw us some pennies and get some cool merch like posters or enamel pins, you can do that by going to tputtscast.bigcartel.com. You can visit our website, it's tputtscast.com. You can go to Redbubble if you want some older designs on quirky merch. Go to redbubble.com, type in tputtscast and have at it, ladies and gents. Have at it. If you want to join us on Facebook, we have a group page where most of our listeners hang out chatting about horror and all that jazz. That is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tputtscast. If you're only interested as and when the shows drop, uh, occasionally checking out a live stream or a Thursday Thursday, you can do it by joining our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash tputtscast. You can interact with myself and the bars on the twin prongs of social media sexiness. Instagram and Twitter both can be followed tputtscast. Cast again, nice and simple, at Teapot's Cast for everything. That's all you need to remember. The podcast under the stairs will return tomorrow with Liam Rafferty of Scotland vs. Evil joining me to shoot the shit about black metal and talk about a little bit disjointed about Lords of Chaos. It's a fun episode. We were drinking. Um, you will get to take part in the nonsense. It drops tomorrow. But until then, wherever you are, what the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big, bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off. Mm-hmm.